There's something to be said about storybook endings. And that's not to say the Philly story is complete by any means. No, 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 no. Far from it. But there's something to be said about storybook endings with the way the 2022 postseason has started. The Phillies, the last team to secure a spot, the last seed in the National League, the team that was far from a a favorite, far from a darling, to advance maybe even beyond the Cardinal series, has instead turned the whole side, the NL side of the playoff bracket upside down and has advanced to the National League Championship Series for the first time since 2010. There's really no more dramatic way to put it than that. There's really not. The Phillies sort of backed into the playoffs. You could say that. Sure. Fine. Whatever. They got there. They got there in a spot that was created just this year. The number six seed. And yet here they are. They are in the National League Championship. They are in the National League Championship Series and await the winner of the Los Angeles Dodgers and San Diego Padres. They beat the Atlanta Braves 8-3 on Saturday afternoon in front of another delirious home crowd. They are now 5-1 this postseason. They have toppled the mythical postseason ghosts and the, the veteran outgoing presence of the St. Louis Cardinals. They have vanquished their division rival in the 101-win Atlanta Braves. And are going farther than I think <laughs> I certainly imagined that they could have. It's amazing. It is nothing short of unbelievable. And there are all sorts of things to talk about with today's game, with Saturday's game. Joining me as always to talk about those things. Fresh off another clubhouse dousing is none other than the athletics, Matt Gelb. Matt, the Phillies beat the Braves in four games. They will play for the National League pennant. And I don't really know what more to say on top of that. <laughs> How did we get here? Is this real? I, I, as I said to you before we just got on, I I, uh, I think what struck me the most about Saturday's game and combined with Friday's game was that uh, it was it was kind of easy. <laughs> I mean, they, they 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 outscored the Braves by 13 runs in two games at Citizens Bank Park, and I know there were some tense moments in those games, but uh, maybe they were only tense because, uh, you know, everyone's panic meter is a little heightened. It's the playoffs, it's the Phillies, etc. But there weren't really that many tense moments, and these were games that they relatively had in hand. And, and how funny is it that they advanced the NLCS uh, – on a day where they they had a bullpen game, yeah, and just think about it. I mean, the Phillies <laughs> and bullpen. Yep. Like, what do we yep. think about? We think about, you know, the terrors that we saw for all those years, uh, 
the worst unit, a unit that failed them when they needed it most. Uh, and here they are, uh, perfectly executing a bullpen game. They did not walk a batter in Saturday's game four. As Mike Bauman Pope, uh, of Fangraphs and, and uh, your dear friend pointed out on Twitter, yeah. they threw 113 pitches Saturday. 112 of them were with no one on base. It's that is insane. That is insane. They There wasn't a lot of stress put on the pitchers, and it was because they threw strikes. Every single guy came in and did their job, and they couldn't have scripted it any better. I mean, I, I in that crazy clubhouse scene, I, I saw Caleb Cotham, the pitching coach, and I talked to him for a little bit about it, and um, he was like, we were going to run into trouble if Syndergaard couldn't give us once through the order. If he couldn't get three out of Syndergaard, then you know they would have had to do some different things, and it might have messed up the rest of the script. But Syndergaard gave him three innings. He gave up that sole homer, but he got them through three innings, and uh, you know the, the the plan you know was was on a roll. And uh, <laughs> I mean, they're not just getting into the NLCS, Paul. Like that, this is what's on my mind, and I just wrote about it uh, for the Athletic. They're getting to the NLCS with their pitching aligned. They're getting there with two days of rest here for the bullpen. They're getting there in about as good of a position as you could ever imagine. And two weeks ago, two weeks ago from today, they played a <laughs> doubleheader in Washington, D.C., and they yep. lost the first game. Kyle Gibson was on the mound. Yep. Still hasn't thrown a pitch since then. Uh, and it was a terrible game. There was mistakes in the field. They were just outclassed by the worst team in the National League. And two weeks later... I think you have to look at these Phillies right now as a team that I don't know if they're going to win the NL, but it's okay to say it out loud. Like they can win the national league. They can win the national league because Zach Wheeler is going to pitch game one with extra rest. Aaron Nola is going to pitch game two on regular rest. Ranger Suarez will have game three at home uh, on extra rest. Syndergaard probably in game four. Uh, and then you go back to Wheeler and Nola. Wheeler and Nola are going to pitch four out of the first six games of this series, potential six games. Uh, and that is, uh, that's, that's a real advantage no matter who you're playing, you met, no matter what their pitching stacks up as, and as we're taping this Dodgers and Padres are scoreless, they had a rain delay in San Diego. Is that right? Uh, they're scoreless in the second inning. And, uh, I think the Phillies are very much Dodgers fans tonight. Uh, if only to make it go five games and the Phillies are planning on, uh, flying tomorrow afternoon. Uh, they're going to get on the plane, and if, if if there is a game five between the Dodgers and the Padres, uh, they're actually they're going to I, I believe they're going to fly to San Diego regardless tomorrow afternoon, uh, and if they have to, they'll bus up to L.A. Uh, so, mm. okay, that is the plan, I believe, as of me leaving the clubhouse um, this afternoon or this evening, whatever it is. I don't know what day is it. Uh, but they're, I mean, they're very much hour, so. they're very much rooting for the Dodgers tonight to make this game five because they want these two teams to just you know bludgeon each other as much as they sure. possibly can until uh, you know before they meet the Phillies. But uh, the Phillies are going to California on Sunday. They don't know who they'll play yet, and uh, I think it's I think you have to look at the series no matter who they play, even if it's the Dodgers, uh, as as a fairly even matchup. I think going into it, I really do. Am I crazy? No, no, you're not crazy. I mean you know, even just pure math of it, they're going to be one of the final two teams. Sure. But it, it's more than that. And it draws back on what we were talking about in the lead up to the playoffs, right? 
it's all about having everything line up right for this team. We felt like they needed all of the right breaks with getting Nolan Wheeler lined up for the St. Louis series with making sure everybody stayed healthy going into that, you know, with the last series in Houston, not mattering as much as it needed to, you know, clinching on that first game that all fell into place. Now it's just continued. They have still not played a, a decisive game. They have not needed to play a decisive game. They are going to get tomorrow off Sunday off. They're going to get Monday off. And they're going to have, like you said, the chance to get their rotation in line, which is right now the backbone of this team and is carrying so much of the load. There is so Nolan Wheeler doing so much work. Yes, t- today game four was was bullpen mastery, and it was amazing. It was wild to watch all of that fall into place the way it did. I I, I don't think in my wildest dreams I could have imagined that game going as well as it did today. It's it's just, there's no way to put it. You know, the the thing about 112 of 113 pitches with nobody on base, you know, that's the stuff of somebody throwing a no hitter or perfect game, right? Not a bullpen game where your starter goes a planned three innings. That's just, that's just not how it works in the playoffs. It's just not. Um, But the chips continue to fall in their favor. They're going to need that. I think regardless of who they play, with the Dodgers, it's going to be longer odds, sure. The Padres, you know, they stack up a little bit more favorably, but it's not as if the Padres are short on talent. You know, it's funny. I I look at the way this series went against the Braves, and I look at the way the Phillies were just able to completely neutralize some of the threats in that lineup. You know, my big fear coming into the series was, oh man, Atlanta can really hit. The Phillies have Nolan Wheeler going, sure, but what are they going to do after that? What are they going to do in those other games? And at the end of the day, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, and Michael Harris, just to single out three of them, went a combined four for 45 with 14 strikeouts. That's a winning formula right there. Yes, Matt Olson and Travis Darno had their way, and they had good series. Fine. But a lot of their damage was limited. They only hit solo home runs in game four. They were home runs, sure, but nobody was on base. Nobody was on ahead of them. A lot of this is damage control. The fact that the Braves can can do so much damage with their offense was just not a story in this series. And it gives you hope, even if the Phillies do have to play the Dodgers, that the pitching can at least hang in there. Maybe it gives the offense a chance to climb back in. It, it it comes back to what you were just saying, that you have to think that this team has a decent shot at winning the pennant, regardless of who they play. And that is just so far from where I thought we were going to be two weeks ago. Staggering. It's staggering. It's unreal. And that was what I was trying to, I was uh, trying to, I, I mean, maybe it just wasn't the right moment to ask these guys, but in this clubhouse and everyone is having a lot of fun and it's a great scene and it's cool that, you know, they were able to do it at home. Uh, I don't know what would have happened in a game five. I asked Wheeler and he said he thought he could, you know, he was going to, you know, would probably have started on short rest in game five, but who knows how that would have gone. And going back to Atlanta, it just wouldn't have been a good formula uh, for no. the Phillies for a lot of reasons. But, um, you know, I was asking you guys like, you know, how did this, just like, how did this happen so fast? And I think you, you alluded to a little bit of Paul. I mean, like they, 
everything has broken their way, but more than anything is that they've um, they've been able to trim the fat, right? Like they've been able to lean on the best parts of the roster and they've had to dip a little deeper sometimes, you know, when they've needed Bilotti or Hand. Uh, those guys have stepped up. Bilotti gave a sole homer, but, you know, again, they, they were just, it was about getting outs and throwing strikes and they those guys all did that. Hand got mm-hmm. some heat outs for them in this series you know a guy who yep <laughs> i mean we know he did you know, he did he, you know we were really wondering about in september and then didn't pitch for 21 days and all of a sudden he, he got some really big outs for them uh you know brandon marsh bryson stott uh contributions all over the lineup uh in, in both games at home they but they've been able to turn the fat i mean like they they've been able to lean on their best players and especially the pitching and the depth is what got them maybe, you know, where they were in September and they needed depth over 162, but in a short series in a postseason in one month in October, uh, if you have a, a talented top of your roster, they can, they can do some things for you. They can win some games that you might not normally win. And it's just broken perfectly for them. It really has. I mean, they haven't faced elimination yet. <laughs> like, nope. And no doubt, like everything, you know, we think about, go back and think about the first eight innings of that game in St. Louis game one. Yep. You know, it was just kind of, it had this feeling where you're like, ah, you know, they got here, but you know, clearly they're just not ready for this moment, et cetera, et cetera. And they got a huge break, you know, their Cardinals did not manage the, the game well. And then their best reliever was clearly compromised and not removed when he should have been removed and they didn't swing at balls and they got timely ground balls put in play and they won the game. And as JT Ramuto said after today, he's like, I feel like that's just when it clicked for all of us. We were like, we can do this. Like we're here. Like we can do this because we're here. And you know, it's like Castellanos was telling me he was, he's so happy. It's so funny to watch Nick Castellanos right now. I mean, like he's a totally different person than he was for, the entire season that's good uh, man he's loving it uh and how can he not i mean again this is the furthest he's going to go in his career bryce harper is going is advancing to an nlcs for the first time in his career that's wild harper turns 30 tomorrow and he will be playing on the biggest stage of his career and you think about all he's accomplished and and here he is this is these will be the biggest games of his career and he's been nothing short of excellent in the series in this postseason uh but Castellanos said to me he's like you, you just really don't know why or how it's happening, but it's happening. And like, that was kind of what I was trying to get. I was like, why is this happening? And I don't know if anyone has a good answer for it, but you know, Rob Thompson would say that it's happening because they're playing unselfish baseball. And that doesn't just extend to, you know, the hitters feeling like they can pass the baton to the next guy and not try to do too much. It's it's also the relievers. I mean, they've asked guys to uh, pitch in different roles and, you know, pitch a lot. Uh, Jose Alvarado like raising his arms as he's walking off the field like basically just like (laughs) yeah show me the love I am deserving of your love like and I love you like it was beautiful (laughs) and like what a you know what a story this guy is I mean he's basically told him I'll pitch in every single postseason game for you and he's now pitched in five of their six postseason games and he's been really good he's just one guy I mean like it's it's just it's all over the roster you go up and down I mean really Brandon Marsh's home run was was incredible. 
well, the Brandon Marsh thing is is crazy because watching that in real time, um, as it was actually happening, it it looked like, and on the slow motion replay, this completely gets debunked, but it, it looked like it was off the end of the bat. And it looked like it was just a regular fly out. It was going to be a sack fly, get one run. And you feel like you're okay, it's going to be pretty good. Next thing you know, it's like 10 rows deep in right center field. And you're like, how the hell did that happen? There were, I there it were hit a lot the of facing. I couldn't even see where it went. I thought it hit the facing. It was, like the it was deck. way, yeah. way gone. And there were a lot of light tricks and, and optical illusions happening, whether it was a, a, a camera thing or just, you know, shadow tricks or what have you. It was, it was weird to watch this game on TV with the way the lighting was, was, you know, set up across the field because it made it hard to get a good read on some of these fly balls. Like I, I was totally convinced that Marsh ball was not going to go out. Uh, I thought the Orlando Arcia home run, the solo home run was going to go foul down the left field line. And it was comfortably fair. Like there were just, there were, there were a couple of weird things happening there. Just watching it on TV in a different way. It seemed like some of that translated onto the field. Thankfully, just for the Braves out in the outfield with Michael Harris misjudging one or two fly balls. Ronald Acuna looking disinterested, um, unattached to whatever was happening, just completely uninvolved. I'm I'm really surprised at him in this game, if we can take a brief tangent here, because he had been very good through the first three games and comes into today, drops an offer, strikes out three times, does not back, does not come close to backing up on the real Muto inside the park home run. You know, this is a guy who's played in this park. How many times you kind of have to know that that WB Mason wall is a factor out in left center field. You got to know that there's a weird carom coming and he's nowhere to be found on backup. Thankfully, JT being as fast as he is, he, you know, made it home and, you know, had a good chance of getting there anyway. Um, he and Harris almost collided on one or two other fly balls. He Acuna bobbled one or two, you know, balls hit to him. He just, he was not in it. And no. I, 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 I had remarked to you off air that I felt like there was still going to be a game this series that Acuna was going to take over, that he was going to have a game where he just, he had multiple hits, maybe a home run, probably did something in the field, just made his presence felt that much more. And I guess in a way he did that on Saturday, just not quite in the way I was thinking about. And the Phillies get to escape without having him truly take over a game in Atlanta's favor. You you could say that about, you know, some of the other guys down in the lineup too. You know, the Swanson Riley Harris trio that I was talking about putting up really pretty terrible numbers on offense also helped. It's they just they got everything to break right for them. It was a combination of good pitching, some good defensive positioning. I have to add, there were a number of times where they just had guys in the right position. Solid defensive plays in general with Bryson Stott in particular. I'm really happy with the way he played in this series. There's really not a lot to nitpick about. And you figured There's that with the way to this nitpick team... about. Right. <laughs> you, you, Seriously. Well, I, mean, with... I mean, I don't even, I, I don't even know where you, I, yeah. 
Well, you figured uh, with the Schwarber, way this team Schwarber was playing. Hasn't, you know, Schwarber hasn't, you know, really found a stroke, but yeah, uh-huh. okay. You know, that's, I don't yeah, know, sure. I don't know what else you nitpick? He drew two walks today. Like that, that counts yeah. for something. The, the, the way this team was playing in the regular season, you, you almost thought that there was going to be some real ugly component to all of this. And it's really been pretty tidy. Yeah. I mean, and you're, to your point about the, the, the lighting and everything is, I, I think, uh, there's a chance they still play a day game or two in this series, but they're going to be playing a West Coast team, and I think there will be a lot of night games. And I know people will mm. re- rejoice upon hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Me included. I'm watching the Yankees about to blow this now, too. Do you have that on? I do, actually. Yeah, the Yankees are up 5-4 with one out in the ninth and Jose Ramirez coming up and as Clark we're recording Schmidt this. trying to close it. And there's a bunch of, sh- bunch of shirtless men in the stands uh, in Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland uh, rocks. But you know this this postseason could have easily gone the way like, like let's take the Mariners for example they just lost an excruciating eighteen oh. in game to the Astros and they got swept in that series you know they won their first round series it was a, it was a great moment for them they had not been in the postseason in forever longer than the Phillies and they're happy yep. they were really happy to get there they got there they got their taste uh, and they faced a really good team and they didn't win a game and they lost you know the only home game they had. And, and the Phillies could have easily gone that way. I mean, they could have yeah. captured that first round series in, in, in crazy fashion like they did and and, and really um and that and that would have been fine. I think we we said at the at the time, like we've deemed it a successful season. You yes. know, uh, I think just getting in was a success and then certainly winning that first series against the Cardinals on the road, you know, guaranteed a success. And they just keep rising to the moment. And I think, wow, there look at that. Single to short left center. Yeah. Sorry, this is great podcast. It's real uh, time podcasting right here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh they keep rising to the moment and it's different guys, it's different ways. Uh they're checking all the boxes of a team that just has it, that has that feel. And as you've said and as I've written, it, it it's not a team that we envisioned having it. No, and there's something that 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 because it was so unexpected and so quick, all of this happening so fast, um, it's created this sort of like delirious atmosphere around this team, um, not just in the dugout and not in the clubhouse, but in the stands and in the city, and people are really responding to it and latching on. And you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of these people weren't around for the, you know, the really low points of the season or, or, you know, grinding through the summer, but that's okay. I mean, whatever. Sure. Um, people are, are involved, are interested and involved now. And, uh, the crowds were awesome. Like, uh, I mean, you'll, uh, I believe you're going to be able to experience that next weekend. I'm excited for you to experience that. Yeah. Uh, sounds like you're going to go, you're going to go to game four. Yep. That's the plan right now. I've, I've got tickets. They hopefully will not be canceled or refunded and I should be there next Saturday. And, it was just, it's really cool how it's all come together, not just on the field, but also in the stands. And uh, there's just, you have that feeling. And and I, I never thought that I would have this feeling with this team. I mean, you just have this feeling that they're on the cusp of doing something that is just totally extraordinary. The, the, the amazing thing about that in particular is that we started with that baseline that you were talking about, that they were almost playing with house money coming into the Cardinal series, whatever. They've now gone so far that 
it's just it, it's good vibe on top of good vibe. It's just a, a stacking of good feelings. There isn't the the weight of expectation coming with feeling like you need to advance to this point to to make it all worth it or it's championship or bust. Now that you're this close, you you feel like, oh man, it's within your grasp. I'm like, okay, maybe like something is is real here. There, there could be something happening, but that's beside the point. They are exactly like you mentioned, where we thought they might be in our wildest dreams. And it's funny. I'm down in South Jersey at my folks. Yeah, you might tell I've got a different microphone setup, you know, doing this remotely on location. Um and I remarked to my dad uh, not long after the game ended, uh, it feels like they are advancing to a series or a level of the playoffs that is less important than the LCS. It hasn't really fully sunk in with me, I don't think, <laughs> that they've yeah, actually I mean, like reached this point. Yeah, I mean, they're four wins away from the pennant. Yeah, exactly right. And it, 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 it has not sunk in, I think, because it took so much time between wanting to break the drought and dragging this out until, you know, the third to last game of the season to actually feel like they were really in contention. Just knowing that they were going to be the underdog every time they played, we talked about that. It somehow still feels like there's another round to go. Before they reach the the NLCS, I want to say it's been too easy, but it's almost been too easy for them. It's almost mm. been too easy, and that's not on brand. That's not no. on brand. <laughs> not maybe that's all. why you feel like you're like, well, I, I feel like I need to experience more pain before I get this close. Oh God. I think that's yeah. what you're getting at. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I I just I, I don't know. Like I. Yeah, I mean, they've almost made it too easy. And it's not to say they haven't worked hard or that they haven't had tense moments, because they have, but... Sure. Man, I don't know. Like, there's just... There will be great tests to come in this NLCS, no matter who they play. Seven games is going to put a real strain on the pitching. Um, But, like I said, I think the reason why... um, you know, I'm being a little optimistic here and I've tried to be optimistic throughout this whole thing is because I've been the high man on this team is that mm. it's hard to understate how important it is to have your pitching aligned like this yeah. and having your, your two best guys be able to pitch for the first six games is in, is an incredible advantage in this series. Incredible advantage for them. I mean, especially with, you know, the quality. Oh, it looks like Cleveland's going to win it after all. Cleveland's going to win. Go figure. Wow. What a game. Wow. Um, How about that? What a game. Oscar Gonzalez again. Um, well, first of all, baseball is incredible and it's the best sport ever invented Great day on baseball. planet Earth. It's, yeah. it's been an unreal day in baseball. Um, look, I, I, I am feeling better about this baseball team than I have in a long time. I think this was probably going to be something we could have talked about, even if they had been eliminated by now with the way the team is set up, not just in this present moment, you know, we can thankfully still talk about them going into the LCS and hopefully beyond, but for the next few years, you know, it's, it's a really strange spot to be this optimistic about the Phillies, not just the present, but the near future too. 
Um, and that applies in a number of ways. That applies in feeling good about the LCS, whoever they play. Uh, that applies to the offseason coming up, feeling like they have a chance at landing another marquee talent in free agency. I was going to say, you think a deep postseason run will convince them to spend the luxury tax again? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I think I they were going to do that anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but this this is going to clinch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely should. I mean, look, we've me in particular, I, I've been trying to size up what's you know going to come off books or or how they're going to position themselves for what's coming up in free agency, and I I think we all know that they're probably going to target a middle infielder with what they've got coming off. But even before they get to that point, now they're just building that extra cachet. It's becoming that much more of an appealing place to come. Think of all of these little post game sound bites. Think yeah. of the way yeah. Hoskins and Harper and Castellanos and Schwarber are talking about the fans, are talking about the environment, are talking about all of you, dear listeners out there in the world who are, you know, joining us, joining me in losing our minds about the way this team has has transformed over the last couple of months. That has to be appealing. Not only does this team want to spend money, and you figure they will, now all of a sudden, well, shit. <laughs> they're a playoff destination yeah, too for right, real right. and right and all these guys you know who you who you believe will factor in your future are you know taking you know real steps forward here this month you know rising to the moment and, and guys that you you plan on having around for a while having this experience having these moments uh can only help you in the future um and you know, it's no secret they have some really good pitchers coming in the minors. And, and I, it's funny, Paul, because I was thinking about this on the drive home. I was thinking about that they're almost, you know, I was thinking about this run in in relation, you know, relate to next year. Like, what does this mean for next year? And what is this, you know, what what kind of expectations are they setting, et cetera? And, and we don't yeah. know, obviously, how this season will end. But, yeah, you feel like they're laying the groundwork for uh, something real, you know. It's been so long since you could say that you, you thought the organization was going the right direction. And I don't think we agreed. We, they didn't need to win this series. They didn't need to win the Cardinal series to know that the, the to, to believe that, you know, the, the organization by the end of this year was heading in the right direction. Um, and I think it's, uh, maybe it's luck. Maybe it's just everything going their way, but <laughs> yeah. you know, you don't want to make huge judgments based on two weeks, but sure. uh, the last two weeks, they really, uh, have underscored that the the progress that has been made, and uh, I think it's pretty clear that there is progress. So uh, <laughs> there are a lot of ramifications to this run, and not just the, in the immediate, the long term. There are a real impact, uh, and and you laid it out really well. And so, uh, <laughs> man, it's there's so many things that like haven't even considered or thought about because you you know I was so just focused on on, on what's happening in front of you and the and that day's game, but uh there's there's a lot of goodwill being built up uh people are getting back to the ballpark and 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 sitting in stands and experiencing it and 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 enjoying it and uh that that's 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 really good it's good for the the phillies it's good for the city uh it's it's really been fun to watch and it's just it's happened so fast like i can't get i still can't get over that it's happened so fast this has happened whiplash fast yes yeah i mean my neck hurts from from turning around at 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 this, the the swing of the pendulum with this team, you know more than that, more than just the overall feeling of 
this team and this franchise and, and everything changing and being so rosy. It's, it's really, it is, it is unnatural almost to be this optimistic about things, both in the present and the future. But I, 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 I am most happy that so many different players have had a moment so far this postseason, just like capital M moment. Um, you know, there are some exceptions, and I think there are still some guys who are waiting for their capital M moment. But now at this point, you have um, Reese Hoskins has had his moment. Bryce Harper has had a terrific playoffs. Uh, Real Muto had his moment. Uh, Castellanos had his moment. Brandon Marsh had his moment. Bryson Stott has had a couple of moments. Gene Segura has had his moment. Uh, just about everybody on the offense now just as I was reading off those names, you can probably think of what I was, you know, thinking of saying their names uh, in just a short span of time in five games. So many of these guys have come together to do what they did when this team was winning games. They shouldn't have won back in the middle of the summer. And it's just come through when the moment has dictated, they needed to come through. And that's just the offensive side. You know, that's, that's not to say anything about what Zach Eflin continues to do what Jose Alvarado did today. Um, Andrew Bellotti gave up a home run, but otherwise mitigated some damage. Noah Syndergaard putting up a great three innings. Like there, Huge. there are, they, these guys continue to play hero ball in a beautifully ugly way. Nothing about this is flawless. This is not a super team assembling all of its parts in Megatron form to steamroll some teams on their way to the LCS. This is a team just doing what it has to do in a given moment, mostly to get through, to power through. And more times than not, they actually do come through. It's such a foreign concept to me that I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I think it's probably partly why I'm like not accepting that they're actually going to play for the pennant (laughs) starting this week. I just don't feel it. It hasn't, it hasn't, really fully settled in with me. Do you think it's really settled in with the players? Like, do they realize what they're doing right now and what they're accomplishing along the way here? I don't, I I think yes and no. Um, I I think they're, you know, going to party really hard tonight. And, you know, I I think, I, I don't know. I think they're, I don't know that they know how ridiculous this is. I don't think they do. And maybe that, I mean, it's almost, it's almost made it even better that I don't think they don't know any better. Right. It's, it's like just this, this whole thing, uh, the way it's yeah. happened. It's like, they're just like, Oh, well, this is the way it's supposed to happen. And it's like, well, no, it's not like, this is not how it's supposed to happen, but it's, this is how it's happening for you guys. And there's, there's a, a certain, uh, there's a certain beauty in it. And, uh, Nah, you know those. It's it's they're gonna have uh, the three home games in the LCS are all you know be weekend games. I mean those crowds are yep. gonna be uh, just you know yeah they're, they're gonna be wild. Those crowds are gonna be wild. I I am I am so excited to be part of one of those crowds. You know I one of my biggest regrets personally um, was not being able to get in the stadium for one of the playoff games during the Golden Age. Uh, I wasn't able to see any of the 07, 08, 09, 10, 11, any of that. Um, And it always kind of bothered me. Like, I feel like I should have been there. Part of me felt like I was just 
missing some piece. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hopefully rectify that on Saturday. You know, now that, now that this series is over, I feel like this is, this is like a little bit of extra vindication for me personally. And this is not really a story I tell. Uh, I am one of those few people who's floating out there in the space who was personally fired by Alex Anthopoulos in a, in a previous life. And so, yeah, yeah, I was, I was working in video for the Toronto Blue Jays once upon a time and me, you know, being a storyteller and wanting to tell my story, I, I wanted to blog about my experience as, as somebody who is on the road with a minor league team. Well, when the Blue Jays brass found out about that, they weren't too happy. And so I was let go without warning. And so now all of these years later, a, a very small part of me feels ever so slightly better. I mean, now I, I feel, uh, I feel, uh, you know, I've always thought Alex Anthopoulos is a, a really solid executive, but now I, I think I have <laughs> second thoughts about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's just rules with an iron fist, of course. No, but it, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I was a low level video employee who did something he shouldn't have in the, in the, you know, early eras of social media and like blog spaces and things like that. That's a lesson for everybody out there. If you're thinking about either working in any kind of industry that values its secrecy and its information, always clear things with your bosses first. <laughs> don't just don't just do things. Um, but needless to say, um, hi Alex, if you're listening, I forgive you. <laughs> um, no, so that was great. It, it it's cathartic. The Phillies, the Phillies beat a division rival in the playoffs for the first time in, you know my conscious lifetime. I was too young to remember the uh, earlier spats against the Braves. And now it's, it's on to the, to a chance for, you know, playing in the world series again, which is just unbelievable. Like maybe if it just continues to feel unbelievable, it won't ever stop. Maybe that's the whole key. Maybe that's the secret to this whole thing. Maybe I just need to never fully acknowledge what's happening that this continues to stay so unbelievable that no, it can't possibly be this good. They can't possibly advance to the LCS. They can't possibly advance to the world series. They can't possibly win the world series. Just on and on and on. Yeah. I can't wait for the Phillies guards world series. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Could you imagine? Who do you want to, who do you, who do you want the Phillies to play? Do you care? In the NLCS? No. No, because I'm I'm sticking with the the mindset we had at the outset that all this is house money. I'll take I'll take all comers. You know they beat the Cardinals, they beat the Braves. I, I feel like they would have hung in there against the Mets. I can say that now, puffing my chest out because the Mets were eliminated. But I feel like they would have hung in there. They're they're winning these games in such convincing fashion that who's to say they wouldn't have? You know the Mets and Braves won the same amount of games. I mean, sure, the Mets did better against the Phillies in the regular season, but that didn't really seem to matter once this series happened. Look, I'll take anybody. I just want to see these games. I'm happy to see the Phillies in this position. We've waited so long for this that I'm just so thrilled that they keep playing, that there are going to be home LCS games. Are you kidding me? Like, it's great. I, I, I have a slight preference to facing the Padres in the LCS. I have a slight preference to not facing the Astros in the World Series if it gets there. But really, who who am I to be picky? <laughs> I'll, I'll take anything right now. 
I think Phillies Padres would be a lot of fun. I think there's just it a should lot be. of cool storylines, and it would be two fan bases that are uh, very hungry. Um, but but I really like going to Dodger Stadium, so I wouldn't mind them playing the Dodgers. And there would be something to, you know, if they were able to take down the Dodgers, that would feel like not that this run needs to be legitimized because they just beat the defending world champions, but it would just kind of right. add to the lore, I guess, that they were able to also take down the Dodgers, who won an incredible amount of games. I don't even know how many. Was it, what, 111? I don't remember. Yeah, number, 111. Yep. 111. So that would that would be quite the ta- quite the task if they were able to take <laughs> down the Dodgers in a seven-game series. But uh, I think either, either matchup is fun. There's a lot of cool storylines for each one. I do really like the idea of Harper versus Machado. Uh, mm. You know, after they were free agents together, there's the Noah yeah, brothers right. factor. There's the Bobby Dickerson factor. There's uh, there's a lot of shared connections. Preston Mattingly, the Phillies hired him as farm director from the Padres. So there's some interesting connections between those two organizations. And uh, Luis Garcia, the barber, that would be, you know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to hear that name a lot over the next week, aren't I? Damn. So, yeah, I don't know. Win or lose. Uh, it's 2 nothing Dodgers in the third inning. And again, as I said earlier, I think the Phillies are very much rooting for the Dodgers tonight to make it a, a five-game series. Yeah, and, I think that's fair. You know, they'll go in with even better rest advantage. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to really quibble with the way uh, everything's fallen so far. It's really fantastic. And <laughs> I look, th- there will be a time, I think, when we've, had a moment to separate ourselves from being in this moment, living it, being present to actually step back and be like, wow, all these things that happened were really just amazing. Like it feels great even now, but I think once we've had a little bit of time to reflect on it, however this ends, no matter how it ends, because really I, I I truly personally think it's still house money even more. So now I'm just, I'm along for the ride. I'm happy. That's not to say I'm not stressing the hell out because I could feel hairs on my head graying even with a four-run lead through most of the series. Uh, most of this game today, I should say. Anyway, look, the Phillies won the series. They beat the Braves. The Braves are out. They beat the Cardinals. Cardinals are out. Mets are out. Dodgers have a chance to eliminate. Uh, the Padres have a chance to eliminate the Dodgers. There are soon only going to be four teams remaining in the Major League Baseball playoffs, and the Phillies are one of them, no matter who else joins them. And it's as unbelievable to say that and think about that today as it was to think about two, three weeks ago. But reality is reality, and here they are. So we have a couple of days to prepare ourselves as fans, as as folks covering the team, to reset to exhale a little bit, to reflect back on this weekend and the energy of this stadium, the way these games went, and turn that around and start preparing for the LCS, whoever they end up playing. Maybe we find out the opponent late tonight on Saturday. Maybe we find out on Sunday. That's TBD. That's out of the Phillies' hands. That's not in our control. All we know is that the Phillies are going to be playing. They're going to play in the National League Championship Series. This ragtag bunch of fools is going to do it, man. And I don't know if... I don't know if you could have expected this. You really couldn't have. And 
I'm just realizing now I might have to stay awake until like 1230 tomorrow night to book a <sighs> flight that leaves at like 6 a.m. Because <laughs> game five is supposed to be at 907 p.m. tomorrow night. And I would need to leave Monday morning. Oh, Paul. <laughs> I can't wait to tell this travel story on our next podcast, whatever happens. <laughs> All right. So maybe maybe everything isn't super rosy everywhere across every corner of Philly's sphere. Um, but 99% of things are going well. And I I don't know when we're gonna when we're gonna do another thing, you know, probably sometime before the next series kicks off. We'll We'll figure that out. Stay tuned to those social channels. We'll let you know. Um, in the meantime, just continue to enjoy this. Enjoy this series win. Go back and watch some highlights. Watch the Hoskins Homer. Watch the Harper Homer. Watch JT's Homer. Watch Brandon Marsh's Homer. Watch Aaron Nola's effort. Watch Noah Syndergaard's effort. Just go ahead and drink in what happened because this series was special. This series was enjoyable. This series was great. And you hope it's not going to be another 10 or 11 years before you get another chance at something like it, but you never know. So while it's fresh, while it just happened, enjoy it. Go ahead and and devour all of those highlights. Nobody will blame you. I certainly won't. We certainly won't. And in the meantime, (laughs) I'm just going to say it again. Phillies are going to play in the National League Championship Series. They will play it against a California team. Which California team? We don't know yet. But when we do, we'll be here to sort through it, do a little preview maybe, figure out uh, if we're still feeling good, check the vibes, check the temperature. Hopefully things stay as positive then, early next week, as they are right now here on Saturday night. Uh, I guess right now, Matt, I'll, I'll throw it to you for any last words. Any closing thoughts about this National League Division series that wrapped up in such fine fashion i'm gonna go to bed attaboy good me too all of you go to bed too even if you're listening to this in the morning go sleep in go get a little extra rest you deserve it you had some stress this weekend um for matt uh matt gelder the athletic i'm paul boyer the phillies are playing in the nlcs we'll see you early next week go phil's